Welcome to the Elevated Movement Podcast. My name is Jake Gagan, and I am so grateful that you are joining us here today. I hope that you enjoy this episode and that it can add value to your life in some way. If you do enjoy this episode, please make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share this with your friends as it helps us tremendously and allows us to spread this message of positivity with as many people as possible. Without further ado, this is the Elevated Movement Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Elevated Movement Podcast. My name is Jake Gagan, and I'm so glad you're joining me here today. Today, we're going to talk about a very important subject, and that's building credit. How to build credit, the importance of building credit, and my experiences building credit. Now, I had an experience last week. I actually went in and purchased a new car. I got an email uh, from the dealership saying, hey, we have this incredible promotion. You know, We're looking to move through some new, uh, some 2020 models, and it caught my eye. So I went in, I was in the market to buy a car and actually just shipped my car back to Florida to give to my mom. So I was in the market and I went in there and I'll tell you what, I negotiated a fantastic deal. I got over $5,000 off the MSRP price. And when I was signing the papers with the salesman, he said, Hey, you know, we offer this promotion, but the only reason you were able to take advantage of it is because you had a credit score over 750. They rejected everybody that has a credit score lower than 750. And, you know, that really caught my attention. So as I was sitting there, you know, it's a long process buying buying a car. And I was filling out the paperwork. I was like, man, I was just reflecting. I was like, you know what? I'm so grateful that I spent the last three years learning about credit, how to play the game of credit, and just the benefits of, of having a good credit score. And this was a perfect example right there. And before we dive into this, I just want to say I'm not a professional at all. I have no finance background. You know, actually I went to school for business and I played baseball, so no finance background, but what I did do is in 2018, I started to learn about credit. You know, I was on YouTube and I was watching guys like Ask Sebi, I was watching Graham Stephan, all these different people on YouTube that are professionals that share their insights and teach you how to play the game of credit. And since then, I've opened 11 credit cards. I have a credit score over 770. I have a credit limit of over $105,000 and I have zero, zero credit card debt, which I'm very proud of. And, you know, this credit limit has afforded me, uh, you know, a lot of opportunities. The credit score as well has given me a lot of opportunities, which I'll dive into in this podcast. But I had no idea. I didn't know anything about credit until 2018 when I started learning about it because no one teaches about uh, teaches us about credit. You know, in school, I went to school for 16 years. I never had one class or one lesson on the importance of building credit, how to build credit, and why you should start building credit. And if you're out there and you, you know, did learn from somebody, whether it's your parents or a mentor, there's a good chance that, you know, they don't really know what they're talking about. They probably don't have good credit and they probably don't know the right ways to build credit. And credit is a great tool if it's used correctly but credit can also be one of the worst tools and it can really put you in a financial burden if used poorly. And before we get into it, I just wanna say, you know, when using credit cards or using credit, you should really use responsibly. You should only buy what you necessarily need and plan on, you know, things that you would plan on buying anyways, like groceries, like food, like gas, and don't buy anything that you don't need. You know, I like to spend my credit and use my credit cards as if it's cash. As is, as if it's a debit card and coming from my bank account. So really be responsible because like I said, credit can be a great tool, but it can also be a financial burden as I'm sure a lot of people know, whether you're listening or you know somebody that has credit card debt, I mean, the interest rates can really screw you over. 
So let's talk about the benefits of credit. The first one is that it can help you get better rates on cars or mortgages. And that's something that I realized last week. You know, instead of paying the traditional MSRP, I had a high credit score, I qualified for the promotions, and I was able to get a great deal on my car. It's also cheaper to borrow money. So if you're taking out, a, uh, getting an auto loan, if you're trying to get a loan to remodel your house, or even if you're gonna open up a new business, if you have a higher credit score and you have that good payment history, it's gonna be a lot cheaper to borrow that money than if you didn't have a high credit score. So very important, especially if you're gonna have some big purchases in the future, you know, like buying a house, it's very important to you know, have a good credit score to show that you are credit worthy. And the third thing, and this is what I think is one of the most important things for me, uh, especially, but it, you can take advantage of the amazing perks available from these travel and credit and uh, reward credit cards. So an example, two examples of these are, you know, the Chase credit cards, the Chase Freedom Unlimited. When you spend $500 in the first three months, they're going to issue you $200 back. So let's say you were going to make $500 of purchases either way. You're now going to get a $200 statement back. So you spent 500 bucks, but you really only spent 300. And this is one example of the incredible rewards that come with credit cards. Another one is the Chase Sapphire Preferred. This is my favorite card. This is a card that I tell all of my friends to get. It really is one of the best credit cards on the market. And the bonus for this is 80,000 bonus points when you spend $4,000 in the first three months with a Chase Sapphire Preferred. And those 80,000 bonus points translate to over $1,000 for travel when redeemed with the Chase Ultimate Rewards. So you spend the money that you were typically going to spend. I was going to spend over 4,000 in three months. And I essentially got a free $1,000 to use towards travel or anything that I wanted to just for spending that money. And another benefit outside of these rewards is that you're going to accrue points. So let's say you're going to buy you know, gas and groceries and dinner or Ubers, you know, a lot of these cards will allow you to accrue points and pay you 3% back, 2% back, 5% back on purchases that you're already going to make. So very good to start building your credit and accruing these points. Now there's a lot of great cards on the market and, you know, don't fall into the trap of you have to wait till you get that job. You have to wait till you get married. You have to wait till you, you know, have to have a big purchase, like buying a car, buying a home, opening a business. It's not too late and there's never a better time to build credit than right now. Now there's five factors when it comes to, there's five factors that influence your credit score. The first one and probably the most important one is gonna be on-time payments. This is definitely one of the most important factors. It has the biggest rating when it comes to your credit score and it's super important that you pay your card off in full on time every single month, if you can. And you should. So make sure to pay your card off in full every single time, uh, on time, every single month. And this is because making a late payment or forgetting to make a payment can have a huge impact on your credit score. It's a huge mark and it can stay on your credit report for up to seven years. So just make sure to make your payments on time every single month and you'll be fine. The length of credit history is also an important factor. So the longer that you've had credit, the more history you'll have and the higher your credit score will be. So here's an example of this. Let's say you got your first credit card in 2010 and you got your second credit card in 2020. The length of your credit history is now going to be five years. It takes the average of all your cards. But let's say you got your first two cards in 2010 and you haven't got another card since. 
Well, then your length of credit history is going to be 10 years because your first card was in 2010, your second card was in 2010, and you haven't got a card since. So having this longer length of credit history is going to allow you to have a higher score. That's why I've got a lot of my cards at such a young age. I'm 25 now. I got a majority of bulk of my cards, you know, three years ago. And I just wanted to start my credit history at a young age, get as many cards as possible so that I can now have a larger and longer length of credit history. So start building now rather than waiting for later because your length of credit history is a huge factor on your credit score. Having a mix of credit is very important as well because banks like to see a diversity of credit on your account. Things like credit cards, auto loans, mortgages, leasing, leases. These are all important because it shows that you're responsible, that you can handle multiple different credit accounts, and that you can also make these payments on time with that variety of accounts. So number four, the utilization rate. And this is something that I really had no idea what it was uh, when I started to learn about credit. I didn't understand how much of a factor it played in your score, but essentially the utilization rate is how much credit you use compared to how much credit you actually have available. So banks like a, a low utilization rate. You know, they typically like to see your utilization rate under 30%. So using a small amount of credit now equals a better credit score. And they like to see you using a small amount of your utilization rate. And I'll dive into the utilization rate uh, later in this podcast, and I'll give you some examples as well. And the fifth factor to your credit score is going to be the total number of credit inquiries that you have. So every time you go out there and you apply for a credit card, you apply for auto loan, you apply for um, you know student loans, you're going to have a credit a credit inquiry on your account. And banks don't like to see a lot of credit inquiries in such a short amount of time because it shows that you're out there trying to get credit, a lot of credit all at one time. It kind of looks fishy. Some banks will put a red flag on you um, because it's it's kind of suspicious. And this is typically for me why I wait about three months in between applying for credit cards. And you should wait about three months, maybe a little bit more, um, because it shows that, hey, look, I'm using credit responsibly. I'm not trying to get $100,000 at once because I need to make a big payment. I'm just trying to build my credit, open credit cards, and do it responsibly. Now, this is a small factor, uh, the total credit inquiries. It stays on your account temporarily. It will be removed after about six or seven months, but it still does you know, have an impact. And that's why when you get a new loan, open a new credit card, you'll see your score slowly drop a little bit, but after a few months, it will go back to normal. There's also five myths that I wanna talk about when it comes to credit. And like I said, three years ago, I had no idea. I didn't know anything about credit. I thought credit was bad. I thought all debt was bad. You know, I, I really just had no information. So I wanted to dispel some of these myths. And the first one is that all debt is bad. And let me just say that is false. There's good debt and there's bad debt. And good debt is a great way that you can leverage your money. Some examples of good debt are car loans, business loans, mortgages. You know, you, you get a loan for your business so that you can make more money, which in turn equals good debt. Now, there's also bad debt. And a bad debt would probably be silly purchases like spending $10,000 on your credit card for a vacation that you can't afford because you only have $5,000 in the bank. Now, that's going to be bad debt. Credit debt, credit card debt is bad debt. That's why it's important that we make the monthly payments on time every single month, pay it off in full. That way you don't have any credit card debt. Secondly, having too many cards will decrease your credit score. I hear that a lot, but you have so many credit cards. 
Let me just dispel that because that's also false. And I'll show you why. Because it actually does the opposite. You know, as you open a credit card, you're going to take a small temporary hit because of that uh, inquiry that you get. But ultimately, it's going to allow your score to go up. Because the more credit you have, the higher limit you have, and the lower utilization rate that you're going to have. And the utilization rate is actually how you're judged. It's one of the five ways that you're judged about credit. So an example of this, let's say you're spending $3,000 a month on your credit card and you have a $10,000 credit limit. That's going to mean that your utilization rate is 30%. But let's say you have a higher limit. You're spending the same amount. You're spending $3,000 a month. You have a $100,000 credit limit. Well, now your utilization rate is 3%. So the more credit cards you open, the higher your limit's going to be. So even if you start spending more money, your utilization rate is still going to be lower, which now has a positive impact on your score. Another myth I hear a lot, and this is something I heard back in the day and I wasn't sure about because there's no information, but it's that checking your score, checking your credit score is going to decrease your score. And that's false. I check my credit score weekly or every 10 days or so. I actually use the app Credit Karma. It's a really great app. I highly recommend that you download it because you know it's going to show you all the accounts that you have open. It's going to show you all the debt that you have. It's going to show you all the credit cards you have, all your payment history, auto loans, student loans, insurance. And most of the time, it's going to you know offer better deals too. So you can actually get into a better financial situation because it will match you and say, hey, you know, we think you're paying too much for Geico. Check out this app. So I highly recommend downloading Credit Karma, but no, if you check your credit score every day, every hour, every, mo every month, it's not going to have any impact on your credit score. You know, people, I, I see my friends fall into this trap and they'll actually, this is the fourth myth, by the way, they'll close credit cards. You know, let's say they don't, they don't use a credit card anymore. Or, you know, they were talked into getting a JCPenney credit card because they got a better deal and they're like, you know what? I'm going to close that. Please don't do that. Please don't close any credit cards that you have because, you know, when you close a card, you're not just closing the card, but you're also going to close the credit history, which is going to have a negative impact on your score. Now, I know people out there that have high annual, uh, high annual fees with credit cards, $300, $400, $500 a month. It can get there. Don't close that credit card out. You know, you got the card. You have the history. Go to the bank. Ask them if they can either lower that annual fee Ask them if they can take that annual fee down to zero. Ask them if they can switch you a card. Um, I've seen people do this. I've seen it work. You'd be surprised. These banks are willing to work with you, but please do not close out any credit cards. And the fifth myth is that paying your interest will help lower your score. This is a myth. Unfortunately, this is false. The most important thing you can do when it comes to credit cards, not necessarily involving interest, but just pay your credit card off in full every month if you have interest make extra payments to get that interest down and then start paying your credit card off in full every single month now if you're out there watching or listening and you're wondering how you can start to build credit we'll kind of dive into it this way this is how i started building credit it's worked for me as i mentioned you know i have a pretty good credit score i have a great credit limit for 25 years old and i'm in zero credit card debt so the steps that i took is i went to my bank i went to chase and i said hey i want to start building credit uh, can I open up a secured credit line? And essentially what you do here is you're going to put down money. I put down, I think like $300 and I gave it to the bank as collateral and they gave me a secured credit card. So essentially I would spend on this credit card and I would pay it off with the money I gave them. 
So it's a very small limit. It's okay to start small. I would recommend going to your bank and saying, hey, I'll give you 300 to $500 and start building your credit with a secured credit line. Now, after four to six months, after you've proven that you can ha you know, pay, pay it off on time, you're starting to build credit, you can go to a bank and apply for an unsecured credit line. And now I recommend what I got was this, the Discover, or I, I got the Capital One card, and I also got a Bank of America Cash Rewards card. These are starter cards. These are entry cards. They're not going to have a high credit limit, but this is an unsecured line, so it's going to show the banks. It's going to show the credit agencies that, hey, I can have an unsecured line. I can spend responsibly. I can pay it off on time, and this is going to allow you to you know build your credit even more. So start small paid it off in full, the most important thing is to really start building your credit. Now, I would probably recommend waiting another four to six months, and then you can start applying for the more advanced rewards cards. Now, these are cards that I talked about at the beginning of the episode, like the Chase Freedom Unlimited, like the Chase Sapphire Preferred, like the American Express Gold Card, the Chase Sapphire Reserve, Southwest Cards, Marriott, Hilton Cards, all of these great cards that allow you to, you know, spend and earn rewards like free airfare, free trips, free hotels, rental cars, and much, much more. Now, these are the benefits of getting credit, but you also are going to, you know, a lot of people fall into traps. This is why they offer this, these great deals and these great perks. And, you know, getting these credit cards like the Chase Sapphire Preferred, like the Chase Freedom Limited, this is how I was able to travel for free all summer long. I stayed in great hotels and great different great resorts in Arizona and Utah. You know, I traveled the coast of California. Obviously, the pandemic, you know, kind of put a, a kind of stopped travel, so I wasn't able to take as many flights. But I, I used about you know three thousand dollars in credit card points, not cash, credit card points to travel for three months, all completely free, all because I've done my spending on credit card. You know, the past three years, and I've actually you know, used it properly and got these points and rewards that credit cards offer. So credit is a great tool. It really is a great tool, you know, if it's used properly. And it's just a game. Credit is a game that you can play. There's tools, there's ways to learn, there's ways to spend, you know, and the five things that I showed you today, this is going to enable you to be good with credit, to pay it off in time, and to start building a good credit history. So I just want to say, you know, if you're going to start getting credit cards, just make sure to pay the balance off in full every time. That's the most important thing you can do. This is the biggest factor when it comes to your credit score, and it's ultimately going to set you up for so much success. You know, now is a perfect time to start building your credit. You don't have to wait, right? Because there's factors like your credit length, history, the age of credit that, that do have factors on your score down the road. So even if you're 50, 60, now's the perfect time because if you wait a little bit, you know, it's going, to infect, it's going to affect certain factors that affect your credit score. So start now. Start small. Start with a secured line and start building your credit because it does have incredible benefits like I showed with the car I just purchased. You know, and if you're down the road, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to want to take out, you know, some money and a loan for a house. If you're going to want to take out money and a loan for a car, you're going to be able to get a better interest rate and you're going to be uh, able to borrow money at a cheaper price. So it's really important to change our mindset as well. You know, three years ago, I thought credit was bad. I wasn't even open to entertaining it until I sat down with my roommate, Jimmy Hill. He showed me some of these people on, on YouTube and I started reading about credit that it really reframed my mindset. It changed my mind about credit. And I'm so thankful that I was able to do that because it put me in a great financial situation, right? 
you know, I was able to get this car and this promotion at, you know, an incredible price, something that I wouldn't have been able to do if I didn't have that credit history and if I wasn't building that credit the past three years. So ultimately, I hope that this added value to you in some way. Um, I hope that, you know, there were some insights and some tools that you can start applying to your life every single day. Uh, you know, this has helped me start building credit. This has helped me, you know, have a credit score over 770 and keep building and keep building that credit limit. It's very important to start building your credit now. Do so responsibly. And I just got to say, if you are building your credit, you know, and starting with credit cards, spend it like cash, act like it's a debit card, only make purchases on things you need and things that you can pay off in full each and every month. But start building credit. It's a great tool. It's going to help you in the long run in your life. And I'm just so grateful that you were joining me here today. Thank you for tuning in. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please smash that like button. Please hit subscribe. Share this with a friend that might be interested in building credit. And if you are listening to this somewhere, you can follow me on YouTube at Jake Gagan. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Jake Gagan. And you can follow me on TikTok. I'm new to TikTok. TikTok is a great app at I am Jake Gagan. Thank you so much. What is up, everybody? And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Elevated Movement Podcast. We hope that this episode that you just listened to can add some value to your life in some way, shape, or form. And if you did enjoy this episode, we kindly ask that you can subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with your friends. I'd also love to hear your feedback on social media as well. You can find me on Instagram at Elevated Movement. That's Elevated MVMT. Thank you so much and stay tuned for the next episode of the Elevated Movement Podcast.